Can we promote well-being with a simple exercise? Well, it seems that indeed we can. My name is Christophe Van Dahl, and during this brief podcast, I will discuss and illustrate a positive psychology exercise named the best possible self. This talk is based on a systematic review conducted by Alba Carrillo and colleagues. Positive psychology interventions can be defined as interventions or intentional activities whose aim is to cultivate positive feelings, cognitions, and behaviors. One widely used intervention is the best possible self, which consists of writing about one's best possible self in the future after everything has gone as well as it possibly could. In their review, Carrillo and colleagues included 29 studies, amounting to 2,909 healthy participants, that looked at short-term effects of the exercise. They found medium to moderate effect sizes for well-being, optimism, and positive affect, while small effect sizes were obtained for negative affect and depressive symptoms. So the exercise seems quite effective, but what does it entail exactly? To illustrate this, I asked my friend Martijn, a 29-year-old mathematical engineer, to give it a try. It should be noted that I use a version of the exercise that we use in the Experimental Health Psychology Lab at Maastricht University. There are multiple versions. For example, some do not explicitly give instructions to visualize the best possible self. First, I will read the instructions that Martijn received, and then we will listen to how he experienced the exercise. So feel free to pause the podcast and give it a try yourself to compare your experience to his. Or maybe give it a try later. The exercise starts with the following instructions. During this exercise, we ask you to think about your best possible self for one minute and then write down your thoughts. Thinking about your best possible self means that you imagine yourself in the future after everything has gone as well as it possibly could have. You have worked hard and succeeded at accomplishing all the goals of your life. Think of this as a realization of your dreams and that you have reached your full potential. So you identify the best possible way that things might turn out in your life. After one minute of thinking about this, I gave the following instruction. Now, I will ask you to write about your best possible self for 15 minutes. The only rule we have about writing is that you write continuously for the entire time. If you run out of things to say, you can just repeat what you have already written. So you don't have to worry about grammar, spelling or sentence structure, and don't worry about erasing or crossing things out. You can just write. After 15 minutes of writing, I gave the final instruction. Now, I want you to imagine the things that you have been writing about as vividly as possible. So imagine your best possible self and do it for about five minutes. Try to imagine it with as much detail as you can. For this part, you can just sit back and you can close your eyes if you want to. So let's see how our mathematical engineer experienced this exercise. My first question for you, how do you feel right now? I think the the first words that come up that come up are um, relaxed and uh, a certain certainty. I've like I feel like I have figured it out and I know what path to take. And it, uh, it gives me a certain calmness that I, yeah, that I feel calm that I know I'm on the right track and at least I have a track so I know where to go to. 
was it hard to come up uh, with the best possible self? No, it actually wasn't really hard because it's something that I've thought about a lot in the in the past. So it wasn't that hard. <laughs> so it seems that Martijn actually enjoyed performing this exercise. Next, I explained the goal of the exercise to him and asked him some further questions. Carrillo and colleagues also analyzed some potential moderators of the effect of the best possible self exercise on well-being. So I asked Martijn what he thought the effects of certain moderators would be. Feel free to think along. So now that you know this, I have a few quiz questions for you. First of all, we performed the exercise online through video call. Do you think that the exercise would work better when performing it in a setting where we are actually together, so sitting together in a room? Um, personally, I think I might have a little bit more stress in like if it's in like a certain office space or something because I'm not in my personal space. So maybe that that has an effect. But then, then again, maybe maybe you can focus better because for example the 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 washing machine is on here and i hear it through my ears so i get a little bit distracted yeah yeah that makes sense looking at research it seems that the delivery method of this exercise does not seem to play a role at all in the effects uh, that have been found so it works well face to face as well as online and even when delivering the instructions through a web page, for example, it seems to work very well. So it, it seems quite flexible. So my next question for you, do you think that the more time you spend performing the exercise, for example, over a period of a week, the stronger the immediate effect of the exercise will become? So the more you do it, the better it will make you feel afterwards. I guess uh, from personal experience, it would uh, lower overall stress levels <laughs> because yeah, that's my personal experience. Because then, uh, if you know what to aim for, then you you might uh, reduce your stress levels. Um, so if you do it more on a longer time period, I guess it has a better effect. Again, that, that totally makes sense, right? The more you perform it, the better uh, the effect will become. But actually, again, it does not <laughs> seem to matter, really. So the effect does not seem affected by um, the amount of time spent performing the exercise. So, for example, one session like we just did is already enough to induce an immediate positive feeling, uh, even in a lab setting, uh, for example. But I should point out here that the data on which this claim is based only looked at immediate effects. So it could, for example, be that there is a difference when you look at long-term effects. So um, one study, for example, found that in a single writing session followed by five minutes of daily visualization over a period of two weeks, led to a significant increase in optimism after one week and even a further increase after two weeks. Hmm. So it could still be that the effect gets indeed better if you perform it more. And my final question for you, do you think age matters when performing this exercise? So would this work better for older people or younger people? Probably there will be a difference. Um, 
it's hard to say what the difference will be. I guess that, well, it depends. For younger people, it will be harder in some sense. They don't really know what they want to do, but they also might have like some dreams or some hopes or some aspirations. So maybe they can come up with it. And for older people, I also think it could be two things. It could be, I've achieved what I've set out, or you you might, depending on the age, induce a, a midlife crisis by asking this question. <laughs> so, yeah, it really depends, but there will definitely be a difference, an age-related difference, I think. Actually, according to the data from this research, it does not seem to matter. So if anything, there is an, an, some indication that might even work better for older people, but more research is needed on this because the data uh, mostly concerns young people. And so the explanation that the researchers give here is that it's possible that younger participants, like you also said, might find it difficult to envision their best possible self because their future is still undefined. So, for example, what their occupation will be or whether they will raise a family or not, while older people might be more connected with their values and may have more established life goals. But again, like I said, further research is needed on this. So that was my brief conversation with Martijn. In summary, it seems that the best possible self-exercise is a flexible and effective intervention, regardless of how it is performed or the participant's characteristics. Hopefully this short talk inspired you to give the exercise a try yourself, or maybe even use it in your research. For further information, take a look at the systematic review, effects of the best possible self-intervention, a systematic review and meta-analysis conducted by Alba Carrillo and colleagues and published in PLOS ONE in 2019. Thank you very much for listening.